You're listening to DraftKings Network. I'm John Strong. I'm the large bald man who stands next to Stu Holden when you watch soccer on Fox Sports. You are listening to the Cooligans. Yeah, baby! Welcome. Look at this. A, a second. second episode in a week. Look at that. Even with all the all the hubbub, all the Twitter mentions. Uh, Buddy, we, there's a lot of hoopla. There's a lot of, <laughs> yes, there's a lot of noise uh, right now going on at Co- Cooligans HQ. Um, yeah, a lot of noise for the Cooligans boys. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, we, we, we found the time to, uh, you know, make sure that we uh, are still providing that that sweet sweet content for the Gully Squad. So, <laughs> thank God you said content. I was like, what is he going to say after sweet sweet? You know, I mean, it's it's just a euphemism for what I really wanted to say. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah. let's. I just want to start before we say anything about the U.S. Open Cup and the and the and the roster and all that. I just want to say. What an insane honor and outpouring it has been uh, to just just see the love that we're getting uh, for our announcement, which we teased for, what was it, six months, six, seven months? Yes. We were saying, hey, you know what? Um, I hope something good happens in the next 18 months. And we and everybody was yeah. like, ooh, they must have news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just keep. Keep listening to the podcast, baby. <laughs> At some point in the next year or two, yeah. we will be announcing some good news. <laughs> but I, I mean, I, you know, you mentioned this in your post, but, you know, this is something that I don't think you or I have ever, you know, besides our relationships with our significant others, uh, and specifically when it comes to comedy, I don't think you and I have ever just fully committed to something and worked as hard at something as we have for this um, and to keep this going. And even at moments where it felt like, you know, maybe it wasn't growing at the pace we wanted or, or we weren't getting opportunities we wanted. We always believed that that people out there wanted to laugh about soccer and specifically American soccer. And uh, we're getting to a point now where we've kind of gotten some some like accolades for that and that this this feels insane to know that this many people were sort of watching and and kind of you know uh, following along yeah it it is uh shocking you know because a, a lot of times with uh with podcasts you you see the like you see the number you see like oh that, that it was downloaded but you don't actually uh see the person you don't you don't attach a human being to that like statistic of who's actually listening and then when something good happens and yeah it's it's exciting you know we're 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 getting our own TV show and it's insane and then people uh, are are showing uh gratitude and support and being like, you know, uh, I'm happy this happened for you. Uh, that kind of love is just, you know, it's priceless. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a nice feeling. And and the hope is to, uh, you know, it, it, the work doesn't stop now. It, 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 it's just, it's only more work uh, moving forward. Yeah, no, this is just this is leading to 
hopefully, you know, more opportunity. Like for us, it feels like now we're starting, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't feel that way. I mean, we've been at this for a while, Alexis. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, like now, now we're going to be getting a, a given a platform. You know, now, where now you're finally going to take it seriously. So I'm glad that's oh, happening. Wait, hold on. Now I got to show up every week. <laughs> so uh, that that's at least one positive uh, of of this whole thing. Uh, but <laughs> no, man, it, it's uh, yes. Thank you again to everybody who uh, uh, sent a, a kind message, a, a tweet, a text. Uh, we appreciate it. So uh, we, yeah, it, the it's, DMs, it, the emails. It was just absolutely insane, and everyone who shared it. You know, like uh, you know, I think the video of us unboxing the the jerseys is what at like. 60 70k on twitter i mean it's just yeah it's crazy it's at 95,000 views and how many 95,000 we've never there's nothing we we don't have anything that popular there's nothing we have that (laughs) no the only thing bigger than that is our egos i mean that is (laughs) (laughs) that is insane 95,000 well well actually you guys the most popular thing that we have the most viewed thing we have is uh my my gif of uh, saying I got you, fam. That is the most popular thing we've ever made. I just want to make a quick correction. Our gif. Our Thank gif. you very much. <laughs> well, it's a gif of me, uh, but it yeah. is our gif. It was, it our... was, I directed it, okay? <laughs> Alexis wants... And also, it was my idea to say, I got you, fam. Yeah, totally. Who knows? Whatever. Uh, it's very important. This is this is what's going to break us up. Uh, th- these little... <laughs> this right here is the GIF. This little... <laughs> this GIF is going, who gets credit? I want royalties for this GIF. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait for VH1's behind the GIF. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but we- nonetheless, I mean, you know, we are, you know... We, we talk about this all the time. Like, we're so thankful for everyone who listens and blah, blah, blah. And we absolutely are. And anytime that someone stops us in the street or at a game or says, like, yo, I love it. Or someone says an email, like someone bought a, uh, a Cooligans hat for their significant other because they're such a big fan of ours, you know, and they message just to make sure we get there in time for their birthday. Those types of things always mean the world to us. Never has all of it seemed to have happened all at once. Well, you know? I, I don't know why you said all that, because I think you ruined the surprise. Why are you saying all of this? That was a surprise. No, because that happened like a year ago. What, what kind of a surprise would that ruin? That didn't happen a year ago. Shut up, Christian. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Ridiculous. Play anyway. along. This is why I'll never rob a bank with you, for God's sakes. Because <laughs> you're gonna be talking <laughs> One to of the, the reasons. You're gonna be talking to the cops about like, hey, you know, it's like this bank gets robbed a lot. It's crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't. You know, it shouldn't you should happen. maybe up the security, especially through the back door. <laughs> anyway, uh, what should we call it? But anyway, also, I want to give a shout out to all the people. Who start uh, like all the big names who started following us now? We see what you're doing. You want to get on the show, baby. <laughs> okay, we respect your hustle. All right. We get oh, it. Oh, I love it. If anything, I respect you more for being like, nah, I don't know who those dudes are. And then all of a sudden I'd be like, no, okay, I've loved them the whole time. I've been day one, okay? This de la cuna. All right. I've been, yeah. I've been on. It's like day one. 
This is day one today, though, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I didn't realize you guys were doing anything, but yeah, I'm glad that this uh, this new venture uh, that you guys are going on is. I'm excited uh, to get on board at the beginning, right? So yeah, they're like, I wonder what it's gonna sound like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is. I'm I'm excited about this concept. Comedians talking about <laughs> soccer, really cool. Never been done before. You're like, uh, well, that clearly has never been covered before. So this will <laughs> be exciting. So uh, no, it's uh, it's gonna be great. And uh, and yeah, we're excited about uh, the future. And uh, uh, but like we said uh, on our last episode. Nothing is changing. You're still getting a podcast. We're still doing uh, uh, extra episodes for the Gully Squad and and still giving uh, that extra content for you guys. So we're going to try and uh, we're going to be putting up some behind the scenes kind of stuff uh, from our show in Gully Squad. Uh, and so, like, if you want to see that, you know what I mean? Uh, join Gully Squad. Uh, yeah. Soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad. Ah, ah. Exactly. Well, uh, the ah uh, uh, is not part of uh, of the, the the hyperlink, but yes. <laughs> no, you say that as the page loads, and it'll load faster. Correct. Uh, so again, so uh, if you guys haven't listened uh, to the show before, if this is your first time, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. Okay, we are your favorite stand-up comedians out here in New York City. And, well, I'm technically right on the border. I'm in New Jersey. Uh, but, uh, but And we host the funniest soccer podcast that you've ever listened to. That's right. It's not just that, though, okay? It, not at all. No, I mean, it's so much more. It's the most TV-able podcast you've ever heard before Correct. that's for sure but it just so happens to be the gulliest soccer podcast that's right all right we bring that energy uh to to uh, to anything that we do and we're just gonna bring that that gulliness to television that's all no big deal yeah now we're just we're gonna jump from being mad gully in your ears to being wild gully in your eyes dog that's, that's right okay you know wear those uh those uh protective g- glasses that old people wear you're gonna need those <laughs> remember remember blue blockers <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> remember them joints that's what you're gonna need <laughs> okay it's gonna it's what were those terminator goggles the glasses that they had like old people wear over their glasses you remember them joints i don't know what they're called but they they look like safety goggles but they have like the they don't have like a strap on them and they were convincing old people to wear them over their glasses so like a bunch of old women walking around looking like terminator nice okay yeah just a couple assassins walking <laughs> through looking for the blue plate special <laughs> so uh yes we are uh so these uh these episodes this is uh this episode is coming out on uh friday uh august 30th and we do uh this these are for the gully squad members uh the, so you can thank them for the extra content so again we mentioned that's right before. salute them when you see them exactly uh, and, uh, and yeah, when we, we try to get to, uh, sometimes we can't get to everything on the, on our weekly episode that comes out on Wednesday. So we do some extra ones, uh, to cover some stuff that we may have missed or to, oh, and to talk about things that happened throughout the, throughout the week after we recorded. Right. So, uh, we should, one of the things we didn't get to, uh, last, uh, episode was the hiring of, uh, the, of Robin Frazier, uh, for the Colorado Rapids. So they get, he is the, he was the assistant coach, uh, at Toronto. Um, and, uh, obviously a, a good, 
uh, record with uh, with uh, uh, Greg Vanny and you know success, winning an MLS Cup, winning the Supporter Shield. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, uh, also a former MLS coach, he was a coach for Chivas USA, which um, as we all know worked out great for everyone. In all, yeah, perfect, all, right? All parties involved, right? <laughs> so, we'll always be remembered fondly, I think. <laughs> but he gets his uh, uh, second opportunity. Uh, coaching in Major League Soccer for uh, for Colorado. He's a, a Colorado native, um, and uh, I, and from everything I don't know too much about Robin Frazier, but I didn't know much about him beforehand. But from all the interviews I've been seeing, it, it this uh, seems like a, a an opportunity he's incredibly excited about, and uh, very. He was almost getting like emotional talking about it. Um, well, do- it seems. I mean, I didn't know this, but apparently he played back in the ASL days uh, for the Colorado team. He says he was not from Colorado, but he ASL? feels like he was raised is that what there. It is? Is, is it really was yeah. really called the H sex location on like AOL? The, uh, like I am is that what it? <laughs> Bruh, I mean, I don't know what he was playing, what position he was playing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, just so went- your official position was doggy. I mean, that's not real. <laughs> you okay. put that in your IMDb, my guy. I mean, in your LinkedIn. Very interesting. Okay. It must have been wow. a real fun league. Okay. Well, who played reverse cowgirl that that one season? <laughs> so, uh, well, good. Ridiculous. Good on uh, him. Good on him. But uh, the interesting yeah. thing about uh, Robin Frazier, uh, he is one of the few uh, black head coaches that are, are being hired in MLS. And if you don't follow Pablo Maurer, uh, he is, uh, he writes for the athletic and he has, there's an article that he's, um, I believe been updating, uh, from time to time, but he wrote a great article about just the, the very poor statistics, uh, for, uh, the opportunities for black head coaches in major league soccer. And w- within the, the, uh, the entire existence of major league soccer, there's, I don't, I don't, there's, I think there's been less than like eight black head coaches, if I'm not mistaken. But the even when a new job opens up, the opportunities are not really there. Like I, I, I believe MLS doesn't have like uh, the the Rooney rule, um, which like the NFL has, where they every coaching position that's uh, vacant, they have to interview uh, a certain amount of minority head coaches. Uh, I, I could be wrong about this. I don't know. But I, I, I don't know of like this rule that it is in place. It could be. Um, but the reality is for black. That's so cool. The NFL to name it after Wayne Rooney. Real. Yeah. They were really looking out. for. Uh, like, Let's get the whitest person we can find. <laughs> so uh, it was called the Taylor Swift rule for a while, but they decided to go with the glad, Rooney rule. Glad they updated it. Once, uh, once, uh, <laughs> once uh, Wayne Rooney got uh, got his hair implants. They were like, you know, we should update this in honor. Yeah, we gotta we gotta switch this up a little bit. <laughs> um, no, the what is it? It's um, Rooney Mara, right? That's uh, that's where it was named yeah. after the one of the owners, uh, the the Giants uh, an owner head owner. Uh, and there's a what's the other? He has the daughter that that um, the actress. Is it Rooney? No, yeah. no. Rooney Mara is the actress. Who who is the the, the Wellington Mara. Wellington Mara. Yes, of course. But you, if you beef it, Wellington <laughs> Mara. If you're named Wellington, there's no way you can't be a billionaire. It is just that is how it works. I'm going to name my child Wellington. I think. Uh, I'd almost, I almost. I there's no poor person that's ever been named Wellington <laughs> because that guy gets called Welly. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Welly was good. Yeah, Welly. What's your real name? Is Welly, dog? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. 
it's um uh it's a uh, like in uh what is it eight, uh in uh eight mile when uh and uh, what was his name um uh, Papa Doc, when he was like, "Yeah, uh, what, uh, your real name's Clarence, and you got good parents. You, you got you got to hide such a depending on what neighborhood you grew up in, you got to hide your real name. You know what I mean? It's too. Yeah, he, what was it? He he chanted like, "Hi, Clarence." <laughs> that was like the big thing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love Eminem references, just like Alexis does. It's his favorite rapper. I hate him. <laughs> um, so, uh, but I'm excited about, look, the Colorado Rapids having any kind of, uh, uh, you know, just having somebody who's passionate about the city, passionate about the team uh, is a lot to look forward to. And based on um, like what I've seen so far, he clearly cares because, you know, there's a lot of people that go to Colorado and, and you know, we were, we were talking to Benny Fellhaber and they were after a couple of games, they're like, I got to get out of here because things are not on the up and up. Uh, so uh, it's nice to see people getting on that ship and trying to uh, keep it afloat. Yeah, I mean, it's look, I think uh, Colorado needed somebody who was like a hometown hero. And like I said before, he may not have been born there, but he spent the majority of his 20s there and he feels like he was raised there. He feels like Colorado is a part of his life. And to him, it was coming home. So leaving Colorado, leaving Toronto, leaving, a, a, you know, sort of a perpetual playoff team, so to speak. I know they've had a rough uh, go of it the past few, but they've been, you know, in so many different competitions. Now him going back to Colorado, he's going to be like, yo, he is the hero. Like he re relieved the plague <laughs> yes that, he came here he came, I, it was impressed i was impressed that he he did all his interviews in a hazmat suit uh that was quite <laughs> yeah. the, the symbol he was in a break <laughs> in a breakout suit he's like spray me down <laughs> okay I'll, I'll sign i swear you know yeah um, he's like i ain't let my kids live here <laughs> Y'all got the plague, yo. I mean, get the that plague. <laughs> get that sorted out, and then maybe I'll look at, at enrolling them in an elementary school. I'm working yeah. on it. You know? So Toronto got free healthcare. <laughs> Y'all got the plague. <laughs> okay, you're right. You got to make at least offset with like paying me well because there's a, <laughs> you know? a lot of things. What, what is what is the plague bonus in my in my contract? I, I would like a bubonic allocation funds. That bam, you love it. You love to see it. <laughs> uh, so again, yeah, uh, best of luck uh, to Colorado. Uh, you know, it's it's hard seeing. You know, they uh, Colorado won an MLS Cup, right? They won one MLS Cup a couple years ago. Uh, so they, they need a win. They need they need a they need a win over the last few years. They man. just need to make it to the playoffs. You know from time to time they, i think their, their fans will appreciate a lot of uh, a little bit you know we have uh, uh we have some uh, you know colorado rapids fans those those diehards uh uh you know you know like especially in gully squad we have jess jess uh uh Hewen, i believe uh, howen or Hewen, i believe it's pronounced um but she's a, a colorado uh, rapids fan we met her in dallas uh, if you if uh, well i don't think you met her in dallas um but uh, yeah, she's uh, diehard. I, I always like look at the, the 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 people that have been around. You know, she also writes for MLS Female. 
we always look at the people that have been around, like you know the the, the clubs that have uh you know th- that have not been successful too much the last like couple years, and it's like it takes a lot. It takes a lot to 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 work to show up, go to games, really try to get other people uh, on board and excited about the team. So these are the, you have to like show respect to these people that have been struggling. The the, the you know the the New England Revolution supporter, the Chicago Fire supporters that have just been through it. Uh, so. It's good to see uh, at least some uh, sense of positivity around the club. Yeah, for sure. You know how hard it is to convince someone who's not even a soccer fan to go to a a game of a team that doesn't win a lot? You know what I mean? It's like, yo, you want to come be sad with us a little bit? No, but there's alcohol. You know, like it's not easy. Oh, that's a depressant? Okay, cool. I'll do it. (laughs) I got to be honest. I feel like it works then. (laughs) Um, So best of luck. All right. So. Let's get to uh, a couple other things uh, before we, we we do have a great interview that we are uh, playing from MLS All Star uh, with Charles Bowen with the so, homie with uh, the, the 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 MLS Soccer dot com writer. You've seen a bunch of a bunch of his work. He writes for a lot of publications, but uh, Charles Bowen. He's been on the show before, but we got to talk to him in person at the the the, the digital HQ, the MLS Digital HQ uh, in in Orlando, and we had a great conversation with him. So uh, we'll be playing that. Uh, a little bit later. So I wanted to talk about the U.S. Open Cup final uh, between Atlanta United and Minnesota United. Uh, Atlanta United winning all the trophies. They win another one. Uh, two to you one. You put a trophy in front of them, they're going to win it. They're also going to break it while dancing, <laughs> you know? Exactly. I, do we have, like, uh, I, I think Atlanta United, whenever they win a trophy, they need to get, like, insurance like they do on their iPhones. You know what I mean? Like, they, they just in case, <laughs> yeah. they shatter. They put a case. They put a case around the trophy. <laughs> okay. We need an outer box for the U.S. Open Cup trophy. <laughs> Show me. Is this waterproof? Because there's going to be a lot of champagne flowing. <laughs> yes. they. Uh, they bro- it's funny. They, were, they broke the trophy, and they were, like, celebrating with the different pieces of it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, hopefully they have uh, some duct tape or glue. I, they, they, sh- they shouldn't even glue it like nicely back together they should really just put like just a duct, duct tape duct tape and hang it and just put it on on, on the shelf on arthur blank shelf with just a duct tape uh a trophy just be like yeah this is this is what it looks like now we okay we, we have so many trophies we're breaking them now you know we have no yeah, or just like all right joseph martinez gets the actual cup I get this. I get the base. Yeah. LGP. You can hold on to the little umbrella looking top <laughs> for this week. We'll all take pictures with it and then we'll swap. That way it's a little bit faster. Everybody gets to have it for a day or two. Exactly. It's like the Stanley Cup. The only thing I know about the Stanley Cup is every player gets to keep it for like a day or two. Right. Correct. And they get to. Yeah. They get to travel with it. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like take it on vacation or whatever. It's theirs. Yeah. The crazy thing about that, the Stanley Cup is that it's uh, it has the plates at the bottom that are that they and they etch the winner each time. So it, the the Stanley Cup is only one cup. There's not like you don't all you, you get to, you have to like pass it around. There's uh, until yeah, you don't they don't make another one the next season. Yeah, they just add. They just I think keep, the I think the Lombardi Trophy is a different one every year. I think same thing with baseball. Yeah. Baseball MLB's trophy you get to that's yours now. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but they 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 win this game, and uh, for the most part, I think a lot of people uh, pretty much expected it. Um, Atlanta United at home, especially with the 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 you know the the form that they've been in the last couple of weeks. 
it would it would have been a bigger upset for them to lose um but they i mean they they did the job even though they made it a little uh, scary to, uh, towards the end getting uh, you know uh lgp getting picking up a, a yellow and then getting the the second yellow just minutes after that uh you it, it got a little tense but for the most part Atlanta united clearly the better team um you know i, I was a I was a little surprised uh, Darwin Quintero didn't start this game, given it is a final. I I, I sort of get the strategy. Maybe he, you know, I I think he went ninety in the other the the previous game just a couple of days ago. But I don't know. In, in this situation, it's like, don't you want you put your best player in in the game? I I, I don't I don't get. Oh, maybe he was injured. Who knows? Whatever. He ended up did he ended up playing coming in the second half, but. I, I don't know. I think it, it was a, a little bit of uh, some mismanagement, in my opinion, by Adrian Heath. I mean, I you know, it's tough to say because it, it seemed like as soon as uh, Atlanta goes down to 10 men, you're like, oh, OK, here we go. And it seemed like they didn't really have any answers for that. You know, I don't know that I don't think any of their players would have made a difference in that moment. Well, I was, um, I, I was more frustrated with the like it, this game. If they would have tied it and it went to extra time and or penalties or whatever, it definitely would have made the game a bit more exciting. But the the it seemed like the the. Minnesota United were trying to win off like win the set piece battle, right? They have Michael Boxall, they have Michael Parra, and they kept in the broadcast. They kept talking about how like they're you know th- th- these are the guys that they just were sort of needed to go to um, because nobody else was really going to uh, kind of kind of step up. And when the game is uh, if you're if the hope is that you're going to get lucky on a not even lucky, but if you're going to just win on a set piece, like. How often, you know, the the likelihood is not very high, and and those guys, they're, yeah, they're both good, um, but to put that much pressure on them, to especially when it was down to uh, when Atlanta was down to ten men, I don't think it was like the right strategy. Given that, like, they, they it didn't seem like they weren't they were making too many moves inside the box to like move the ball around and get uh, get a, a create a great opportunity or get some sort of counter. Uh, they and the misses, Michael Boxall, Michael Para, the miss them uh, Boxall had when he hit it over the bar. It was just like, dude. Uh, it, I, I mean, it, there's not going to be many opportunities in this game. And and but the, the look, I, I'm not even that mad that Boxall hit it over the bar. I was just like. You, the fact that you you're expecting Boxall to get this game tying goal is the problem to begin with. You know? I mean, he's a here's the thing though. He's a professional soccer player at the end of a final, and the goal is wide open in front of you. I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say I could do it, but I'm not a professional soccer player. He is. Yes, you have to. You have to finish those chances. Yeah. Yeah. It was no one in front of him. So what regard I don't care if it's the third string goalkeeper that is being asked to play center back. You are in front of goal. It is it is legitimately all he had to do was not put his foot in the position he did. Yeah. He just like it looked like he can't he you know, he can't stretch his uh, uh groin that much, you know, like he couldn't get his foot over the ball enough. And it didn't seem necessarily like the ball was coming at him that fast, but it did feel a little you know, a little Wando-ish, right? From uh from the World Cup. Uh yeah. it's just it's just like, man, I'm you- sure he loves the fact that we're using his name <laughs> this way. <laughs> Wando loves that. He's like, oh, I'm glad I'm 
I'm not. He wandered. Oh, glad I'm known oh, for man. that. All good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the entire gl- career, just goal scoring leader in MLS history. Glad. Sure. Let's reference the one worst play <laughs> of my career. Glad I'm leaving a lasting legacy. You know, some people yeah. don't even have that. Uh, but no, man, uh, it, unfortunately, it could have. Uh, I, I still think even an extra time, probably Atlanta United wins this game. Um, uh, maybe in penalties or something like that. But the, uh, I, I, I wish uh, Minnesota uh, brought a little more. Especially to a final, um, uh, and it was cool to see the uh, uh, it, 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 what, it was like thirty five thousand people attended a U.S. Open Cup um, f- uh, final, which is the record now. Um, and so yeah, it, it's good to see. I, I think Atlanta's success, even within this tournament, uh, gives the the tournament more notoriety because it the uh, the U.S. Open Cup can can be and should be what the FA Cup is, having these like just great stories of of you know the small clubs, you know. Uh, the, the 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 liquor stores that field the soccer team that end up beating yeah. an MLS team like those are the things that we want to see and it was it, it was cool to see Taylor Twelman give his he does this every year but he gives suggestions of like what how we should make the U.S. Open Cup better usually by adding a bigger uh, more prize money uh, making it cheaper a bigger pot absolutely making it cheaper for the the, the smaller clubs uh, to to enter uh, things like that and uh, and the, the the last few that he suggested were um, uh, teams that don't make it to the MLS playoffs should be uh, entered around early. So uh, as opposed to just the the, the non MLS clubs playing first in the in the like the first like two rounds or two or three rounds, and then he also suggested the 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 first round of games that MLS teams are in, they should uh all, they should, those should all be played away. Those should all be played at the the home stadium of whatever the the club that they're playing against. Which uh, again would make it super cool to have these MLS teams in these smaller venues uh, and make yeah, it. Yeah, it's m- great when you watch like the FA Cup, and you know you've got like Manchester United away at like you know dang him in red you know what i mean like you're like yeah that's dope you got manchester united fans and the you know dang him in red or dag and red whatever it they're does, called it does fans. a lot it does a lot for soccer in that area right it, it gets them more yeah, excited I mean, you, the place gets what is it like five thousand seats and it's filled that you know yeah and it's a great atmosphere like that's what you want to see there was it brings a, more revenue to those teams there was a, a hilarious uh video uh that's going around if um uh, Richarlison uh, from uh, Everton. Uh, so Everton yeah. were playing in the in the Carabao Cup, uh, which is just a, the League Cup that that they another tournament that they play in, and they they start early, right? It goes on throughout the year. Uh, and you and they play, play Lincoln Lincoln City, right? They play Lincoln City, which is a, 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 I think a division. Uh, are they even in the in the championship? I think they might be League One. I don't remember. I don't know what uh, league they're in necessarily. Well, but Carabao Cup is just for all the people in the football league, so no one outside of League Two. Okay, so it, so I don't know what they play right now, but Lincoln City, that small small club, lot smaller than Everton. Uh, they were uh, Lincoln City was uh, they tied the game. One one, because uh, Everton is uh, not good. They're not a good team right now. Uh, but it, it, they ended up winning, and Richarlison got the got the fourth goal in the 88th minute. But Richarlison, uh, so they're in League One. 
League One, not a not a strong club by any means, especially compared to a Premier League side. But Richarlison scores in the 88th minute and goes up to the 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 fans in the audience in the crowd, uh, and hold, takes off his shirt and holds up the shirt like Messi did, where he where uh, against Real Madrid uh, after he similar scored. stakes, similar, <laughs> just just like at the Bernabeu, he just goes up yeah. and he holds up his shirt to to establish the dominance that that he uh, holds over. <laughs> Over the club, but Richarlison does this to Lincoln City, right? Which is already like it's more embarrassing that he's doing this, right? And I mean, is it though? Because Lincoln know. City has never beaten Everton, as far as I know. <laughs> but it's just so I guess it's it's consistent with like what what this sort of means. But it is still ridiculous that he's doing this to such a small club. But the best part was that Richarlison, he's holding up his jersey and Messi, he would hold he holds up his he would hold up the kit, but he would he was showing everybody his name. He'd be like, yo, Messi. Yeah, he was showing good. everyone the Messi and the number. Yes. Not Richarlison. Richarlison, Richarlison was sh- looking at his own name. <laughs> he was looking at his own name. So he's showing everybody the Everton badge and 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 the Angry Birds logo on the sleeve. <laughs> so Yeah, so you know what it was? He wasn't even care about the fans. He was looking at his own name. He was like, God, <laughs> I'm uh, good. Who scored that? Okay, cool. That's great. Oh, but- oh, it was me? Oh, <laughs> why am I cold? Oh, yeah, that's right. I took my jersey off. <laughs> So just absurd, uh, and just ridiculously comical. Uh, uh, so hopefully, I mean, look, it just it makes it worse because they're gonna end up losing to some, uh, you know, championship side in the damn Carabao Cup anyway. So I and they're all gonna hold their jerseys up to Richardson. <laughs> you know it. So I hope they do, man. Uh, so um, okay. So what uh, what else before we get to so uh, anything else? Oh, anyone yeah. from the twenty three man roster surprise you? Um, you know what? Yes, Jesse Gonzalez, a goalkeeper for FC Dallas, because he, I remember, you know, he made the switch from Mexico to uh, to the U.S. men's national team, and in, in the yep. hopes that he was gonna like kind of secure a spot. You know, the, he was doing that in during the time when FC Dallas, uh, when they won Supporter Shield, when they won U.S. Open Cup, and they they were in good form, and then he just fell out. I don't know what happened. He, he the dude ended up getting benched, and and it's good to see him back at FC Dallas. Uh, Get, with the starting job and uh, and with, with, and getting some big saves and and uh, so he's been doing uh, you know maybe the you know uh, Luchi Gonzalez just being there maybe kind of re-energized him uh, motivated him again but it's it's nice to see you know FC Dallas are still like in that playoff hunt where they're they're, they're kind of in that uh, right above the line right under it back and forth there's a lot of teams the West Western Conference is really close but uh, Jesse Gonzalez is like keeping them in game sometimes so. That was uh, kind of the big surprise to me, and also the the new folks, uh, Serginho Dest uh, from Ajax. Uh, That's who I'm excited to see, defender from Ajax, but he's starting for Ajax and looking good. Yeah, I think that uh, the there's a lot of if you haven't listened to um, if you haven't listened to like Total Soccer Show or uh, and also Scuffed the Scuffed podcast. Um, that's a another good resource to like just learn about um, you, uh, p- players in the, the the U.S. pool that are kind of doing stuff uh, ar- around the world. And uh, and that's I, Scuffed is like kind of where I heard more about Serginho Dest because I didn't know one I didn't even know he was American. I think his father. Uh, is American. He's serviceman. Sure. 
and you got we got to thank those heroes, right? You know, yo, um, thank you for smashing overseas, <laughs> dog. Exactly. This is what veterans they really should be about. Okay, I mean, <laughs> what you, this is how we're gonna win the war on soccer. You know, <laughs> get okay. these ab ab laden well, soldiers. You hear, did you hear uh, this this article going around? Did you see the article going around uh, about uh, Trump saying that the uh, the children of of servicemen and women uh, will not get uh, birthright citizenship uh, going forward. They're ruining like, everything, this Trump. This, uh, all right, so now this, now, this is when Trump Trump has gone too far, okay? You know? Yeah, he's we, affecting we, potential U.S. soccer prospects. You know, we we all, everyone, I can speak for the entire country, we all tolerated the, the, the caging of children. Uh, yes. The, the constant uh, you know, disrespect towards uh, women and, and your peers and all other politicians. We tolerated all of that. But this is when you've gone too far, sir. Okay? How dare you? <laughs> you know what? When you went for everyone else, we said nothing. <laughs> but now you've come for us. <laughs> you know, and that's that's our fault. You know, we should we definitely should have been a bit more courageous uh, throughout all the atrocities. But uh, we, we are where we are. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should have said something sooner. Uh what I what a, you know, luckily, hopefully that doesn't go through. I was going to say luckily. I, now I'm saying hopefully for everything. But uh, folks like Serginio Dest, like these are opportunities that we have that we can now fill in the roster. You know what I mean? Like when it was Jurgen Klinsmann and half the squad was German-American, you know, you never really sort of had a connection with a lot of those players. Certainly some of them became household names in the soccer community. You know, no one more, I think, than Jermaine Jones. But when you get players like this that sort of can fill a position we need, uh, play in a system not too dissimilar to what Greg uh, Burhalter wants to play, uh, tactically or technically very good with their feet, things like that. Now, all of a sudden, you're like, all right, this isn't just saying like, yo, you German, so you better. It's like, yo, now all of a sudden you fit in. I'm I'm really looking forward to see what he brings. And I'm excited for Pax and Pomichol. And Jackson Yule. I mean, these two players, I think, are gonna are gonna shine a little bit. Uh, these are friendlies, anyway, right? Like, these aren't that important, even yeah. though we're playing Mexico. You know, yeah. Are we playing Mexico? Yeah, we, we are, playing, are Mexico. playing Mexico. First Mexico, game, right? One of the games, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, like, this is it's a great opportunity to see what these kids can do. Paxton Pomichol has been amazing. Also, yo, Christian Pulisic is listed as a forward. Yo, okay. Hey. All right, we switching it up. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Well, he's been playing on the wing at Chelsea, right? He's been playing at the uh, left wing, uh, and and we have we actually haven't really spoken about Christian Pulisic uh, and and his uh, what three games that he played in the 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 well, not not the. The, the Europa, uh, the Super Cup, is that what it is? The the, the Europa, yeah. And he played in the the Super Cup, which yeah. was Europa and Champions League winner yeah. against each other. Yes, and he got the which assist. was a nice uh, practice uh, run for uh, Liverpool. Sure, exactly. But uh, but they look. I mean, he got an assist. Uh, uh, who got the goal? Uh, who's the forward for Chelsea? Played at Arsenal. What's his name? Yeah, I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, anyway, uh, but yes, the Frenchman. Anyway, the um, uh, he, but he Giroud. He, Giroud, yeah. So uh, he's been, uh, he's been, he's looked okay. I, I'm, you know, we were kind of uh, talking about Christian Pulisic and what he would look like at Chelsea, and that he was gonna kind of struggle, and he wasn't really playing much at Dortmund and things like that. But he's, this is my main concern with Christian Pulisic in the Premier League. He is, I think, physically a little too small, and and he he just, he needs a little bit. 
a little bit more muscle. He's not as fast as um, uh, this dude. Uh, what's his name from? Why am I? I can't remember any names. Uh, he's not as fast as from um, Leicester City. Uh, the forward. Uh, Who? Vardy. Vardy. Jamie Vardy. Uh, he's not fast like that. So Jamie Vardy. Cause he he. Uh, I remember uh, there was an interview where he said, like, um, th- you know, somebody asked him, like, what his training regimen was and stuff like that. And he was like, I don't work out. I was like, it's just going to make me slower. So, uh, so that's uh, just Christian- ripping cigarettes and drinking a Bud Light. <laughs> well, he, did, yeah, well, he, he doesn't like lift. He doesn't like he's not trying to gain any mass. Um, but Christian Pulisic, I think he should be a little bit. Uh, stockier, like uh, like Pedro. Pedro is like a little, a, a little. I disagree completely. I, I think I, I think he's getting look pushed at, around. Look at what players like easily. No, look at like what Maxi Morales. First of all, Maxi Morales has played in much more physical leagues, and he's not physically imposing at all. He uses his his uh, tactical awareness and ability to get away from you. That's what Christian Pulisic needs to do more of. Uh, I, I I agree. I, I wish he, could, he did do that and could do that. I don't think that's necessarily the strength of his game. I think he has incredible burst speed and people uh, kind of don't expect uh, the next move he's going to make, but he's not wildly technical. He's a good passer and I think he has good vision, um, but I, I, I would say... It, He's getting pushed around a little bit. I, he, he's getting. I mean, he's he's getting pushed off the ball pr- fairly easily, and 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 yes, he could tactically figure out how to not uh, be in those positions as, as often. But I think it would help because I'm I I just don't want to see Sweet Baby Pulisic get pushed around all day. Uh, and so oh, I Sweet think, Baby Pulisic. <laughs> I just that's that's I my that, that to me that's the first like weakness sort of that I see that I think would be a little bit of an improvement, but. But the but I, I'm I'm uh, uh, happy to see him uh, be more. He's more comfortable and more acclimated than I honestly expected. And the, and they, he's already played against some pretty big teams. Um, uh, the, you know, obviously Liverpool, and uh, uh, and they did get their uh, first win. But he's I think he already got he already has two assists. You know, like on the season, uh, uh, which is I, I did not expect that. I just didn't think he was gonna uh, acclimate himself that that quickly and i think when when he you well, know maybe you should believe in our heroes a little more dude that's my problem you know i think i'm un-american that's what i'm being right now yeah <laughs> i mean i think that's what all the listeners are thinking right this moment <laughs> um so uh, th- nobody else uh you know we see giazzi's artist there again and uh it, it's difficult yo greg Ballhalter loves giazzi's artist well, it, it's difficult to keep him off the team when he's scoring so much in mls i mean he did score uh a couple a pair of great goals uh against uh, Cincinnati. I mean, but it's Cincinnati, so we can't yeah, go. Yeah, but yo, Josh, Josh Sargent is another person who completely surprised and happy that he's on the squad because he was left off the Gold Cup squad for who knows what, and that's who should be starting. Josh Sargent, yo, great, uh, Jesse Zardes. Even if he plays incredibly well, that's not the guy you're going into 2022 World Cup with. Okay, he's not a part of your future. Why are we doing this? Sergeant needs to start. Sergeant's the guy who needs to get a run. 
I don't know. I don't think Greg Berhalter agrees with you. I think <laughs> I think Jesse's well, artist would not agree well, with me. Well, I mean, probably, let's start there. I'm gonna Does say- Greg Berhalter have a television show? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hate the I hate the flex a little bit here. All right. Wow, it's really gone in your head, Alexis. I Yo, didn't buddy, think- you have no idea. <laughs> I am gonna be unbearable. And I know you're thinking you're pretty unbearable now. Just gonna oh, mush. It's gonna get just worse. gonna mush Greg Berhalter. You don't know what you're doing. You even got a TV show. What are you talking about, bro? How many times you sat through hair and makeup my guy <laughs> uh i i definitely think jazzy's artist will be on the uh, on that world cup squad i i you're out of your mind jazzy's artist is like 33 now isn't he no he's not that old he's still in his 20s he might be like 27 impossible 20. he's like 27 28 let me see how no, i'm gonna look this up i'm looking it up too jazzy's artist is 27 years old yes he is a lock for the 2022 world cup man he will definitely be there so <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, nothing else really uh, stood out that uh, much to me. I thought I think the the squad is fine. They, there was the that report that um, uh, one uh, the Toronto players, so Omar Gonzalez, Michael Bradley, Josie Altador, uh, chose to not uh, go to these friendlies because they want to play in their uh, matches uh, in the league because they are in eighth place in the Eastern Conference and they're, tr- they're trying to uh, get the team into the playoffs. So that was like a little bit of a... Uh, some fans were like annoyed, some U.S. men's national team fans, like where, like, why why is it okay for them to make this decision? We're trying to... It shouldn't the international... No, they, get, they get booed whenever they play uh, in the American team anyway. So what's the point? <laughs> well, people want the U.S. men's national team to have, uh, you know, some uh, some priority, uh, and they don't want, you know, the, the 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 league to sort of get in the way of that, and that's why people are, are, are you know, are kind of bothered by it, but. I you know I understand it. it like you know MLS is is a different monster and uh, you know and we we play our games uh, you know sometimes th- within international breaks and things like that so it is what it is so some people are unhappy with it but again I'm you know there's a difference between a World Cup qualifier and a friendly in my opinion uh, and then at least it gives us the opportunity to see, to see some new faces and. Uh, because a lot of people are not happy with those old faces. Uh, the, and the other thing that um, uh, another story that came out was Darlington Nagby. A lot of people have been asking, why hasn't Nagby been uh, in, in any of the, uh, you know, he hasn't gotten any call-ups and people have been sort of concerned and weirded out. Maybe Greg Berhalter doesn't like him. Uh, and then it comes out that uh, apparently Darlington Nagby has turned down call-ups uh, several times in in the last couple uh, international windows, so that kind of brought up a, a weird uh, debate, especially online. People are like, "Why are the why are players uh, why is it okay for them to just turn down international call ups uh, so regularly?" Uh, and because we were all on the side of like, yo, what is Greg Berhalter doing to uh, to to a boy Nagby? And and it comes out like, oh, maybe he he actually didn't even want to be involved. Yo, I look, I don't mind if a player doesn't want to be a part of the men's national team, but where are the reporters asking them why? Like yeah. this needs to be explored. This there needs to be I don't know, you know, I I feel bad saying this cuz I'm I'm not one of these people that like we deserve to know, but I, as as people who pour their life's effort and money into like the American Outlaws and all that that follow the men's national team and how important it is for so many people, 
if you're callously is what we're going to assume because we don't know better callously saying no to that which is an honor everywhere else in the world it's your dream to play for your national team what is the reason is it is it something the national team hasn't done this could help future generations we need to know more this isn't just a simple uh well uh, I didn't want to play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we need yeah, to know I'm, why. I'm sure there's more to the story. I haven't seen uh, much more about it, but I'm sure uh, a, a lot of people will be asking, especially during this international, uh, during these friendlies, people are probably going to ask the question. So uh, just a, a, a thing to keep an eye on for everybody. Um, and the last thing I wanted to talk about was that the schedule for the MLS playoffs has been released. Uh, we know... Now, decision day, obviously, October 6th, and then the uh, first round one matches uh, will be happening the weekend of the 19th and the 20th, October 19th and 20th, uh, and then the semifinal matches will be the, t- uh, the no, not semifinal, uh, yeah, yeah, semifinal and then conference final. So, semifinal, 23rd, 24th, and then conference finals, 29th, 30th, uh, and then the cup final November 10th. So the the thing that stands out here is, uh, to me, there is a long break from decision day to the first playoff game. So the decision day is October 6th. So the next MLS game will be happening October 19th. So that uh, is pretty about two weeks uh, before a game, which is fine. That's an international break. We understand that. So now the, the, uh, the final and all the the playoffs are happening within the two breaks. Uh, so the the next so the, the the international break ends October fifteenth, and then the other the international break begins um, November eleventh, uh, November tenth or eleventh. And so everything's happening within this window, but there's still there's still a long break. I don't know. It's like I I, I the the purpose is uh, we have to keep the excitement up, right? For uh, for the playoffs and definitely uh, from the the nineteenth and the twentieth through like the and then the twenty third, twenty fourth. There's gonna be a lot of MLS games, a lot of MLS playoffs. This they realistically about uh, in one, two, three, four, five, six, in seven days you'll probably see. Uh, and if you watch every game, you're probably watching uh, around ten games. Uh, so that's that is going to be uh, exciting, right? Those ten days, and then the following week, uh, you'll see you'll see uh, four uh, four matches, I believe, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be. Uh, we'll, we'll, we we haven't done this before, so we'll see what it kind of all feels like. But there is still a pretty long break from the conference finals to the. Uh, it is a seven uh, about a, about a ten day break from the last playoff game to the final. Yeah, it'll be fun. I'm, you know, it'll give everyone sort of a chance to resettle, and yeah, I think it'll also give out media such a, a strong opportunity to really break down the game and to talk about, you know, uh, you know, a, a, you know, who's going against who and positions and formations and the whole nine. It'll be fun. It'll be nice, uh, sort of media fodder. Yeah, and then the MLS Cup final will be will be airing in in the United States on ABC. All right, that's right. Right, you even, Big you don't Daddy even, ABC. You don't even need a cable subscription, okay? You just go. Nah, yo, you can have that weird sort of thing you stick to your window that some <laughs> people have. It's called an antenna, Alexis. 
Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Antennas are metal and long and stick out, stick out of Cadillacs. <laughs> okay, you break them off and uh, you hit your kids with it, right? That's how yeah, it works. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Everybody knows that. You can't watch no TV on okay. that. It's Parenting 101. We all know this. But, but this is exciting. I know. Look, I know TV is dying, right? Like uh, linear television, uh, but which is <laughs> yeah, why we t- chose streaming. TV is dying, and, and, we're, and we're getting a television show. Great timing. Nah, for us. but we're streaming, baby. We're streaming. <laughs> we're the future. Uh, yes, we are. So, uh, uh, yeah, this is, it's going to be cool, and we're going to be at the MLS Cup final, wherever it is, and uh, and covering that, and and it'll be a lot of fun. So, um, yes, and we did mention. We are getting a TV show, but not, I, I don't want to f- uh, f- uh, leave this out, but we're also uh, on Fubo TV, uh, will be uh, also getting a TV show, Julie Stewart Binks. Uh, That's who, right. Our new who, sister. Uh, our new sister. So she is our, our TV sister. Okay. Uh, so she will uh, be having her own show as well that hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're working together and doing stuff together. Who knows what the kind of partnership is going to be and what her show is going to be like and stuff like that. But that's a, another person uh, you need to follow uh, and, and watch her show as well because uh, uh, Fubo is doing, you know, they're making moves and they're trying to, uh, I think, kind of cr- create this like fun, uh, entertaining sports landscape and uh and and we're honored to be a part of that so and we're honored to to work with julie stewart banks a broadcaster who's been worked at espn um worked for, worked for fox she, uh, she's just uh, incredibly uh talented and skilled and, and has so a, a wealth of experience and we're excited to learn a lot from her from how to do this uh tv thing uh so that yeah, I, just, I wanted to make sure i i mentioned that all right well you did it Congrats. <laughs> okay. Alexis has no feelings. He's just, <laughs> he's okay. No, yeah. I'm excited. No, yeah, Julie is uh, one of our favorites. We never really got a chance to really communicate with her too much because we would only see her at like, you know, of parties and, and media events and stuff. And all three of us were busy, but uh, getting a chance to hang out with her a little bit over the past few weeks, she's absolutely awesome. And we can't wait to, uh, you know, work with her. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, but I do want, I do want, there's a rumor going around uh, that the show that we're getting is the same show that she's getting. So it's going to be the three of us. And that is not true. There are two separate shows. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That was the yeah. rumor going around. All right. Yeah, so a a couple people, you know, in their replies were like, "Oh, I can't wait for the three of them." We may be, we most likely will be doing stuff together, but uh, the Cooligans will have a show, and Julie Stewart Banks will have a show. Was did the Sun report this? Hmm. Typical. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I trust someone more if they start their phrase with "Yo, son" than I do (laughs) the son. (laughs) The son, and that that was that was another story that uh, had come out. Wayne Rooney wrote a long uh, message about how the the son they hired a freelance photographer. Or they, they paid a freelance photographer that was following around Wayne Rooney in Vancouver uh, during the game uh, where they played the Whitecaps. And apparently there was a woman. There was a bunch was, of fans asking photographs in the, uh, in the hotel. And yeah. he uh, signed, the, signed one of one of the ladies. Yeah. And they shot it at an angle. Supposedly, allegedly, according to him, they shot some of the pictures at an angle as to make it look as if they were going into the elevator together. Yes, and he, uh, yeah, he wrote a, a long message on uh, that he posted on Twitter, being like, "Yo, this is this is trash, fam. What are you doing? You you you're ruining my life and my family." And uh, uh, so it was. It's just uh, some people were like, "Yo." You, American soccer has made it. All right, we're getting we, our players are getting followed around, getting trash articles written about them. 
All right. But Good. yo, let me be, let me be, let me keep it a hundred, right? Nobody didn't believe it at first, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's there's a lot on, of history. That's on Wayne you know? Rooney. And I'm not, yeah, that's on Wayne, you know? And yeah. look, here's the other thing. Like, I'm not saying that a man can't change. And I'm not saying that, you know, you should be held to the standard of your previous, you know, uh, errors in your way. All I'm saying is, is like, yo, there's, there's some significant history to suggest that this is a possibility, you know? Sure. So him coming out and saying that's not what happened. I, I kind of like the fact that he's here now, you know, as an adult, he's more of a man now. And he's like, nah, that's trash. I didn't do that. But also yeah. when I first saw that, I was like, hey, Wayne's up to his old <laughs> tricks again. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, it, it, it to me, it just uh, seems to be Wayne Rooney and to be traveling uh, abroad with your team. Uh, you're on a uh, an away game. And what are you just going to? cheat on your wife like it just seems a little ridiculous and a little hard to believe given that the, the sort of the high profile status like he's not even he's clearly more famous than everyone else on his team uh uh, and the the focus will be on him. Christian, like, this is how he did it in England, and where he was <laughs> seventeen billion times more famous. What are you talking about? Oh, I just it just seems uh, like a bad strategy. That's all I'm saying. Like if yes, if, it's been a bad strategy since <laughs> he first did it. Okay, this is not this is not a, that's what I'm saying. Like none of the, it's all circumstantial. You know what I mean? And I could see why a magazine would try to sort of embellish just him doing this because it's a believable uh, yeah. report but yeah. he's literally done this many times <laughs> you know he's like but yeah it's a but not this time okay he's been good in america okay yeah he's like yo this ain't fair <laughs> the <laughs> because- one time i don't you know? <laughs> he comes out he's like you know how many times y'all haven't caught me like this isn't <laughs> this is wait wait don't stop Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> okay you're you're incriminating yourself buddy turn it down turn it down uh, he's like, here, let me just show you pictures on my phone. I'm just saying, like, y'all didn't see this, you know. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that is it. Uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, things that that well, you know we didn't get to get to in the the, the our earlier episode this week. So make sure uh, again, if you want to help and and support the show and help us do. Uh, help us, you know, travel, help us get like bigger interviews, help us do all these things. Uh, and you want some exclusive content uh, with that as well. Make sure you join the Gully Squad. Go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad uh, and, and donate, you know, and support whatever with whatever amount you think you're comfortable with. Uh, some people are, uh, you know. And we've uh, said this before and we'll say it again. All of that money goes right back into the show. It yeah. all goes to keeping the podcast popping. It all goes to us getting to go to uh, events and interview some of those folks for you and and all of those things you know trying to get to some of the bigger games we want to get out to your to your city we want to perform for you the fans like um if you if you have an opportunity where you know you can you can sign up for gully squad go to soccercooligans.com slash gully squad and know that that makes a difference in us getting a chance to visit your stadium to visit you exactly. as the fans to so, put on large events and 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 just to reiterate thank you again to gully squad for uh, all the support uh because this these wins these successes that, that that we uh are lucky enough to have is because of you guys like they they're 
little things lead to another, you know, like us being able <clears throat> to travel to different cities, going to MLS Cup, going to All-Star Game, um, having, you know, not having to, uh, you know, the, you know, flights are expensive. The hotels are expensive. Things, the, a lot of these things uh, and being able to get the like kind of bigger interviews and, and connect with uh, people uh, is it, it leads to these uh, types of, uh, uh, you know, uh, accomplishments and things like that. So yeah. a, a lot of these and, things. And if we not- haven't said it before, if we haven't said it before, we, we wouldn't have gotten, uh, you know, where we've been if it wasn't for the things that happened to us before getting a chance to be on OG podcast network was huge. That studio space made it so much easier for us to get players and to get folks to come up. And if it wasn't for gully squad, we wouldn't have been able to get to some of the events and make some of the content that in undoubtedly had been, that was referenced in the meeting when we, de- when we decided to sign with Fubo. Yeah. So it's because it's legit. When we say it's because of you, we legitimately mean that if you are a member of gully squad and you're listening to this podcast you had a hand in helping us succeed and that means the absolute world to us you legitimately helped us get to where we're at and where we're going and we want to stress this more than anything else we want to do all of this to continue to entertain you guys um, yeah yeah can't say it better myself so thank you uh for for all the support so uh we want to get to our interview with charles Bohm. Uh, this was uh, recorded at MLS All-Star. And like we said, make sure uh, you follow Charles Baum. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll love him after you, uh, you hear him. Um, but Charles is a, 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 just a, a storied soccer journalist. He's been covering uh, American soccer uh, for a while uh, and just knows his stuff and, and is very much connected to uh, the, the growth of, uh, of the sport. And, uh, and, and uh, we're happy to call him a friend. He's a great, great dude and, and always been really supportive of us. And we were happy we got to uh, talk to him out in Orlando. All right, let's get to that. Yeah, baby, we're back. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and now we, they have allowed us into MLS Digital HQ. It only took 14 different credentials, <laughs> three vouchers, and a sailboat to let us in here. Uh, you guys have been chipped. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah that's right. We have been chipped, bro. They're following us, man. Big brother, big Don Garber is following us. Uh, no, this has uh, been quite an experience. We uh, So far, we've, uh, we, we're in, at the Ace Cafe where we did the EMLS uh, challenge. That I was tried. really, really fun. A couple and of hacks did a show last night, I hear. <laughs> so, okay. All right. That is, uh, yes, uh, Alexis. Needs to voice his opinion <laughs> at all. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I've said it before. I'll say it again. Everybody gets it. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, as we were here early for like the EMLS stuff, but then, you know, the, the MLS journalists, they don't show up. They don't show up for that stuff. They're they like, show up when they damn well please. Yeah, they're like, oh, these video games, oh, real cute. Okay. I'm here to talk about Tam and Gam. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so, uh, but we are joined by our next guest that Alexis will introduce right now. That's right. I mean, you've heard him on our show before. Never physically been on our show before, yeah. though. This is exciting. Ladies and gentlemen, unless you're driving, put your hands together for the one, the only, Charles Bohm, everybody. Hey, Charles. So great to be here, guys. Thanks there for having it is. Me. That's the excitement you expected. <laughs> yeah, man. So weird to hang out with you guys sober. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We've got problems. No, we've been, we, we've been yeah, we crushing usually, late nights. Yeah, we usually, uh, you know, have a drink over uh, AA. Yeah. Uh, you know how we do. <laughs> we, we, AA is what we say when Charles walks in the room. Hey, hey, look who it is. It's Charles. <laughs> no, man. If, um, uh, again, apologies for my voice. Yeah. If you, if you heard of, if you heard our prior episodes, 
this week. You will, it'll all make sense. But dude, he did karaoke. He took it too far. Whitney Houston. I said you can't hit them notes, bro. <laughs> and I said, don't you dare suggest I cannot hit those notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, that teal do you good though. That'll, yes. that'll work, right? It's that'll helping. fix it all. It's helping. So uh, uh, if you guys don't know Charles Boehm, uh, been a writer for MLS Soccer for for uh, quite a while. Is it like ages. poem or Boehm? Yeah, poem. Oh, oh, all right. Well, I've been mispronouncing it this whole really, time. Really, actually, though, when I meet German people, they're like, you know, you mispronounce that name. How is that? How it's, do they it say it? should have an umlaut in it and be all, and it's like, uh, Berm. Berm? Yeah, but I'm like, come on, you know, we're, nah. yeah. we're in the new world now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry, son. We've got to anglicize this business. We won the war. We can say however we want here. Um, so uh, how many um, how many all-star games has it been for you? How about we start there? Oh, man. So this is, uh, I, I didn't. It's my third straight, so it's become a habit the last three years, but I was kind of hit or miss here and there, so it's probably like fifth or sixth. Actually, one of the first things I ever covered, like like when I first started doing this moonlighting way back in the day, was uh, I just happened to, to start um, covering DC United in 2004. Four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And the uh, the echo on that one. The, the last edition of the East versus West format at RFK Stadium that year. That was the Freddie the summer of Freddie Adu. Ooh, wow, we all remember where we Freddie, were. Freddie, That's like, <laughs> Freddie, I don't. <laughs> and uh, and they played at RFK. And for some reason, uh, the TV time dictated that it was played at like three o'clock in the afternoon or something on a ninety-five degree day oh. in DC. And except for Frankie Haydick, everybody else was kind of like shambling around the field, sweating and in pain. And they're like, "Man, I think that I." Think Think I can't say this is gospel, but I, my uh, memory is that that led the league to kind of go, man, we got to reimagine this All Star thing, yeah, and make it more interesting, and that led to the, the international teams, you know, the overseas teams, yeah. Getting, so getting invited. because of your reporting, yeah. And interestingly enough, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, weather doesn't affect Frankie Hayduk. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's true. Also, also antibiotics. His I don't circuitry know is heat resistant. <laughs> He's a yeah. different human yeah. being. He's, a He's different built creature. different. He's from <laughs> Southern California and found. Joy in Columbus, Ohio. He is built differently. <laughs> the 16 espresso shots he t- takes before every soccer yeah, event. Yeah. They work hot, cold, whatever. It doesn't matter. That's so. a wild, wild man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you you have been covering uh, uh, MLS for a long time. And these these All-Star games, in, in the I think it's for us also the last three straight, right? Three we, straight. Chicago, yeah. Atlanta, and now this one. Yeah. Uh, the, I, we're sort of already noticing the the budgets kind of increasing, right? It seems like uh, the, the the showmanship is growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems to be a. Uh, and we, we've had this conversation all, uh, a lot of like, you know, what is the real benefit of doing something mm-hmm. this big? It is should MLS like sort of go this hard into uh, an, an All Star game when it doesn't really, you know, doesn't seem to match like the energy of like an NBA All Star game? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, don't you, to some degree, you know, the other part of that is like, if you don't do that, will it ever? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you can manifest your own destiny. Sure, but in soccer. All star games don't really get that much because then no one else does it. <laughs> I gotta tell you guys, though, if, I, I don't know the numbers offhand, but the game tends to get some of the best ratings of the year. Okay, you get a little more juice from from having uh, an, an, an overseas team that that brings its fans and its traditions and and that quality, of course. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, you know we can people. I, what I what I tell people is you don't have to take this thing seriously. You don't have to buy into all the hype, but just try and recognize it for what it is. It's a spectacle. It's something enjoyable and now this year you know they brought back the skills challenge which was something that was was canceled uh, and you know way back in the early years of the league they did it and they're trying to bring that back and do kind of make it 
more like what NBA and NFL do, or, or uh, actually, sorry, MLB is a better example, yeah. where like you can watch the game or not, I care about the game or not, but but it's an event and it's fun right. to maybe watch the the, the, the pageantry stuff. around it. And and the, and the 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 practical approach is, and and this this conversation happens around the super draft too. People are like, oh, why are we still doing a super draft? It's terrible. Right. It stinks. It doesn't matter. But uh, just the the logistics of the league are now that the the MLS Cup final is held at this you know the host the, the finalist one of the finalists um, they can't you know you, as a league you have to have certain sort of tent pole events where you can yeah. build you know a little hoopla host your your sponsors try and like you know uh, wine and dine your VIPs, maybe have a, a special experience for people in and around the league of course. and plan things out and do cool stuff. And the super draft and the, and the all-star game are like two of the only ones left, you know, cause you can't do that at MLS cup anymore. So it, it has that practical feature and the league, uh, you know, executives get together for meetings. I think there's a board of directors meeting. Uh, so these, these, they, they have that to we gather invited to it. I think we I know, right? Same here. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we could still sneak in. That's possible. <laughs> Turn that but camera we, we off. Would, we'll suss this out. Yeah, right. we talked about it on another episode. That's a, it's a little bit of a glad handing for some of the big sponsors, and yes. like you said, the VIPs is the chance. You can't plan where the uh, MLS Cup is, but you know where MLS All Star is going to be the day. They're probably going to announce it the day after the game here, right? Usually, or, that's there's somewhere around. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we'll know next year and you and I could plan out. We can all plan out. But it's also like a cool opportunity for all of us to meet. Do you get anything done by being around some of the other journalists? For sure. Yeah. For sure. And it's it's getting together with with peers and colleagues, but also just anytime a, a, a critical mass of uh, executives, players, coaches, anybody gets together, it's a good place to be. You know, you have an interesting conversations. I give the league's communication department a lot of credit because the access to players is great. Yeah. Like they, you know, the, this morning it was a little hot and sunny and uh, uh pitch side at, at Explorer Stadium, but they, you know, how many places uh, and how many times do you have Zlatan Himmerhovic, Wayne Rooney, Carlos Vela, Bastian Schweinsteiger, like this, like murderer's row of like elite players just walking through uh, a, a gathering of media. And you, you can get, you might get a couple minutes, you might even get five minutes, like media from all over the world are here. It's a great way to talk to players. And you, you don't necessarily have to only talk about the all-star game. You can have right. interesting discussions. And I got to have a couple of great sit downs with, uh, with some players this week and some executives really excited to, to tell some of those stories over the next few days, um, especially excited about like Mark Anthony K, for example, like I, I'm, I, I'm based across the continent from that guy, but I got to sit and talk with him for 20 minutes and learn a lot about the dude. And that doesn't happen very often outside of a, a setting like this. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm curious. Uh, Cause we've seen you like working, right. And actually being like a, a, like a journalist gumshoe, like really trying to get the scoop. Right. And it's, and it's great to see, but you also work for the league. Right. Mm -hmm. So is, is there a, uh, not necessarily like a limit or, uh, um, uh, or, or if you're like bridled in some way, mm -hmm. but it is, is there a, uh, you, you know, you still have to show some respect for your employer and you can't cross a line when it comes to trying to get a scoop. Do you ever, do you ever feel, uh, uh, stuck a little bit in, in trying to do your job in the most uh, efficient way? It's an interesting topic and it comes up a lot because uh, people have a whole range of opinions and viewpoints on the league website. And I'm sure you hear them all. The league, yeah, <laughs> people have some takes, but uh, the uh, what I, I would say, so I, I should point out here, I, I'm, I have a, a, the, 
my main client is, is MLSsoccer.com, but I'm a freelancer. Okay. So I write for multiple sites and different sites. It's a good time to apologize for the noise in the background. <laughs> Just some furniture moving yeah. happening. We're, yeah, we are in Digital HQ, and they must be setting up for a different shoot downstairs. Sure. Uh, so if you're hearing that in the background, I apologize. Also, it's not the kid upstairs. Stop yelling at your neighbors. <laughs> but so, so every site has its own voice, has its own okay. uh, standards and things it wants to cover. And when I file something for, let's say, the league website, it goes through an editorial process. And if people uh, on, the, on the edit desk or above me on the chain decide that they need to adjust text or that they that they need to get, uh, you know, call 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 or, or email someone at the league office and and get their perspective like that. Those, those things do happen, but we're still trying to, to break news where yeah. possible, you know, provide storytelling, new, new information, whatever we can, like a whole range of stuff. And, uh, you know, so there's, there's things that, that, that I write that, that go on the league side and there's things that I, that I find out that I cover or write about that I know are best suited for another site. So I'm thankful to have that, you know, that option. And I think in general, a lot of the people I work with on the league site, um, are, committed to to providing as much information telling as many stories and sometimes that even you know leads to to friction with let's say someone in the PR department who comes at things from a different angle and there's a back and forth there and you know we we everybody gets their their say in and and tries to 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 find the right path forward how much do you have to fight for some stories to be told where the league would be like, all right, well, we don't know where you got this information, but we, we don't want this to go out before they go out. Is that something that happens from time to time? Do you have to, which happens in all major news publications, you know, someone will be like, we can't say this. Um, does that ever happen to you? And how, how difficult does it make it for you to have to sort of fight for that story? I really haven't had that issue. Uh, I have, you know, I think it's possible that others may have others who get their hands on more uh, sensitive information. I haven't been censored or, or, or cut off. Um, What's more likely to happen is that I hear from somebody at a club who doesn't like something I wrote sure. uh, and they give you they give you a call and tell you what they think of what you did and why they would, don't think that that's the right decision. And they have their say and I have mine. And sometimes we we don't agree. And that that You're is just like, hey, is. Charlie, baby, yeah, come baby, on. What are you doing? <laughs> Burn. Uh, what are you doing? I we were buddies. What's I, going you on? missed the umlaut. I missed the days when we got along. Yeah. You know, what I'd say is it's a lot of a lot of four. Positive progress has been made in recent years because when the when the league going back to 2010 when it became MLSsoccer.com and the the league decided to sort of create this robust uh, media presence uh, through the league site that uh, everybody is sort of taking it as they go and there's been there's been a, a sort of a path taken from here to there I think now more than ever um, you can get a lot of information and thankfully like I've been there long enough that I, I would like to think that I have like a relationship of trust with a lot of the people involved in this so you know I, I don't um, they know that I'm coming at things from from the right perspective trying to be as ethical as I can be as fair as I can and they may not like it but you know that's the uh, the the next phase when you look at nfl.com and some of these other sites that sort of live in a similar place in their landscape uh, you know not everybody involved in that league organization is going to like what they see on the site of and course that's the deal, but they're going to see other stuff that they do like. And, and, uh, one of the funniest things to me is that when you talk to players or managers or whatever executives, they'll be like, no, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't read, I don't read clips. I don't read the media coverage. I don't read y'all site. Right. Everybody in the (laughs) league, whether they're doing it on an anonymous browser or not, you know, they're, they're watching to see how they're covered. They love having their, their, 
their yeah, club yeah. logo or their star player or their story up there in the and lights on the front page. They all want that. They all want it to be yeah, good. You know, we we had I won't say his name, but we had a, another journalist on the show, uh, and he would do like basically live live streams, mm-hmm. uh, like on Periscope, and. You know, a lot of times you you see like four or five people watching. Like a lot, you know, if you don't have a, a, a popular account, nobody's really watching your live stream. But you get on Periscope, you can see who watched. Right? Yeah. yeah, and he it's he like puts, a who's who. Yeah, he puts it up. He's like, yo, there's like players. There are players around the league that are watching my little, you know, Periscope stream and are who are, seem to be very interested in what I have to say. But <laughs> of course, they would never suggest or imply uh, that they and, and yeah, players they see it. Or there's watch a player's it. grapevine for sure, man. And some of the some of the dudes across oh, those the group league chats must be a while. Yeah, man. I don't know. I, I know some of them use text. Probably some WhatsApp groups that are that are popping off because um, they're all when there's a good article that where they think is you know touches on important stuff like it gets around man actually uh mark anthony uh tripped me out a little bit yesterday because uh i had never met him before and we shake hands and he's like uh oh uh, it's good to put a face to the twitter account oh, i'm like boy. oh, oh <laughs> yeah, okay all right streets is watching yeah <laughs> how, Watch, how they're always away. watching for those haters <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh how far away are we from a league where the the teams start to manufacture a little bit of controversy for more views and, and more buzz. Well, there's this guy named Zlatan. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I've heard of. No, he's, I mean, a, I, he's a self-made controversy <laughs> machine. <laughs> no, I think that's a great question. Um, and I think the issue is that, uh, well, we've built this informa- you know, news gathering and information gathering apparatus on the league site. Uh, most of the club sites are, are a little bit different, right? And and some of them don't have the same resources as others. There's some that have like a columnist for the, you know, and that's watching every game, that's doing stuff. There's some that are that are, have a really robust local uh, kind of engine that they do, and the others that are just kind of doing, you know, just trying to get through and can't or won't put a lot of resources in. Um, I think that's the next phase. The thing is, when you, if you have someone who's, uh, I don't want, and I mean this in a neutral way, like if you have a suit, someone who, from an executive perspective who's maybe has a PR mindset, they're going to be. T- Typically, in my experience, you know, mindful or come from a perspective of control and cleanliness and like they don't want to deal with anything messy. And when you start to when you start to get into perspectives or uh, drama or anything, you know, things get messy and that get and sometimes you don't have full control. Right. Oh, the trains are coming. Yeah, the train is. Yeah, they gave us a hotel near a train. I think uh, (laughs) Atlanta United just scored a goal in Orlando City. (laughs) Ouch. So 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 speaking of that, um, let's uh, talk about some of those controversies. There have been a couple this week. Uh, that come to mind the sort of beef between uh, Frank DeBoer and uh, Pete Martinez and and uh, LGP going like on record saying that he doesn't like the way the team is set up and the way that they're playing and, and Barco Ezekiel Barco said something similar yeah how do you think uh, that one just uh, affects the team uh, how does that make Frank DeBoer look and what have you sort of heard about what's going on in that locker room yeah, you know, it's it's so sad to see a, a long-suffering club like Atlanta United encounter more <laughs> yeah. adversity. Years. I mean, these more fans drama. have just been waiting since they were children. <laughs> they've to they've gone through a lot, you know? Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think that's been a long time coming. Uh, when you watch, when I watch them this season on the field, there's this sense I get that they're playing with a handbrake kind of, you know? Oh, yeah. And it's complicated, and, and I, we, we probably can't get into all the nuances here, so, you know, Ryan and all those guys at Atlanta United, uh, I, I, I recognize this is a nuanced situation. It was always a tough job for Frank DeBoer to come in and, and succeed. Sure. 
Tata Martino, who had just won a trophy and had this like almost father-like relationship yeah, with a very lot of much his players, so. especially the Latino cats were like, they, these guys had, they loved him. He connected with them so well. That whole team had this fury that they played with. Like they were, and, and I talked to people who cover the team, you know, and know those players well. Like it was like, they're, they're just, and it's, you see it with Almeida with the quakes this year, certain charismatic coaches who can make their players like die for them. Right. Yeah. And that's, and that, so that was such a tie bond. Obviously it ended with so much success last year. And now Frank has to come in and he brings his own principles, his own background, and he's got to win them over while sort of in, trying to imp, imp, implement what he thinks is best for this group of players. And it's always going to, going to, you know, be tough to, 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 to do that. And I think just the idea, the, the, and it, you know, they they went defensive last year, right? Like in in the playoffs, like a lot yeah. of their success in the postseason yeah. was Tata reeling in that like circus high wire attacking mindset and grinding out games and just grinding teams down. And so you could argue maybe that's there's a similarity to what what DeBoer it wants. Was from genius them. against the Red Bulls. Yeah, I mean it worked well, but that was by that point. Tata had so much buy-in from those guys. Like he had, he had, they would do whatever he wanted and they all got it. They all saw the vision right now. Even, you know, on paper, you could say Frank DeBoer is a, a good choice, right? He's, he played in Spain, speaks Spanish. He's got that Dutch mindset. I mean, the Dutch love attacking soccer, right? But his, he has just a different concept of control and a different sort of default that he wants from his players. And I think they feel constrained. You know, they feel like, like they are, they're not as entertaining and that's not as, it's not as much fun for them. And it's not like they're doing badly in the standings, but things didn't go well in CCL. You know, they're, they're just not at the same heights. My question, my concern, I guess if I was an Atlanta person is, is if the, if the results come great, if they do a deep postseason run, but at this point, I think it's in danger of messing with their brand, meaning like the identity they have and the thing that gets those fans in that huge stadium hyped up and like packing that place, which is like, you know, greatest show on turf. Like we're going to, like they would just put teams to the sword last year. And there's, that's not happening the same way this year. And I think when, you know, and at some point I think those guys like LGP and those guys felt like they weren't being heard internally. And so eventually, yeah, it's going to get external. It's going to get out. You right. The media. I mean, the, the, um, uh, PT getting subbed off in the 60th minute, uh, the last game f- visibly unhappy with the mm-hmm. decision. Every, you know, from, uh, a lot of uh, our Atlanta United friends are just like, why is he coming off? Don't understand. And you know, at the beginning of the year when they were having that rough time in TCL and the rough time in the beginning of the season, they were already like Deborah out. <laughs> but now it's like it's it's a weird ever since he's gotten a couple wins they're like they're baffled uh, like it's more confusing rather than just like get him out of here it's just like what is he doing mm-hmm. so and then that's like the frustrating sort of thing he also has like a background like he has a like pedigree i believe is the term you use he has a resume he had he's found success where he's gone mm-hmm. uh well he came from Ajax if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. right yeah. i mean mm-hmm. and he did great doing- things in their academy but his last two stops were not successful. Uh, when they hired him and they announced his hire, Carlos Bocanegra kind of termed that as like, well, he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's got something to prove here. But like, this that, is... That's how you spin that, though. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think PT is a great example of MLS getting into new territory here. When you spend on players and get into a different sort of luxury class yeah. of, of talent and mentality, there's more complications that come with that. So in the old days, right, the coach, the coaches had long leashes in this league. And if a player didn't like it, they generally weren't any many indispensable players. Right. Right. And now you have you have a, a coach 
for a while was openly. I think they've sort of quashed it a little bit, but like your your most the most expensive player in in league history is openly beefing with the new coach. Yeah, and feels like he's he's moved from from River Plate and South reigning South American Player of the Year to like he's getting treated like some rookie. Yeah, uh, at this team, and you know you can't you, in, in in principle like you'd love to say like oh we treat all our players the same, but you can't treat a seventeen million dollar player <laughs> right. the same way you treat everybody else. You got to treat a, a seventeen hundred dollar player. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is the reality. Yeah, but 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 I thought I kind of crossed a line, across uh, the bridge myself, and in, in looking at that LAFC game on Friday, I was like, okay, you know Frank, you know Frank's the the boss. Right. DeBoer makes the decisions. It's still his call. And then for me, the way he yanked him out in that situation in a big game against the league leaders, tight game in that moment. Yeah. And he'd made, he'd made a few errors, PT had, but he'd also played a few incredible balls. You want his quality in a game like that that's decided my moments. Like you want your best players on the pitch. And he pulls him off. And I'm like, are you just making a, a, a point? point? Yeah. yeah. Like, it seemed like it was more so, of a uh, show. That on purpose. And he said, you know, uh, his explanation afterwards, I think, was, you know, I had to get Barco on with the same type of player, same position. The only person I could take off was PT. And I'm I'm just not. Yeah. I don't, I don't find that a compelling explanation. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> like you're playing, you're playing the runaway league leaders, LAFC team on pace to be the best team in, in MLS history. You And you're going to pull off your big gun like that? Yeah. Like, uh, but it would have been worse if he was like, well, he said some not, some not so nice things about me. <laughs> so you are out. It I'm the boss. Worse. Yeah. You do not hurt yeah. the boss's feelings that way. I told you I knew Spanish. I don't care if you go on Argentina and I'm listening. Uh, you know, players like this. Whenever you're interviewing a player, if someone has like a beef with the coach, have you, do you feel like you've ever been used to get that message out? Sometimes. Now, there's some players. Again, this is a, this is a, a elite player yeah. tactics. Like if you if you to use the media that way, um, and occasionally I've, I think I felt that, but in a lot of cases. You know, that's a mutually beneficial manipulation because, yeah. I mean, I actually had a moment like this. Uh, Pablo Maurer and I were one of uh, or two of just a couple of journalists that were um, uh, in the scrum for Bruce Arena after the, the revolution came back to, to, to our heat. It was, it was Arena's like big uh, homecoming to DC right. United. Yeah, it was yeah. his oh, first we, we game. We were at that game. Yeah. yeah. At Audi Field. Yeah. His first game back as a, as a competitive, you know, as a coach. And uh, so he we, dropped that no history bomb, right? Right. So we were like, so, so. Pablo asked what, what we both thought was kind of like a throwaway question to get him just talking about coming back to the stadium, right? The club that he helped build where he won the trophies and built the first dynasty in MLS has finally has their stadium that they were waiting for, for 20 years. And Bruce gets to come back and he had been as he had been a guest of honor at the debut of the stadium and everything, but we're like, you know, this is his first time on the sidelines. He's going to talk a little, some nice, you know, maybe whatever. And Bruce is like, popped off, like made a point to, to kind of say, <laughs> I didn't feel anything. Right. Wow. There's no, there's no history. They don't appreciate their history here. And Pablo and I looked over at each other. We're like, oh, like he's he's no, that's not an accident. No, like yeah, Bruce has got gully. something on his mind, right? So we circled back. I think I asked another came back to the topic later, and Bruce went. That was when he just flamed, you know, flamed the club for their what he perceives as their lack of history. And you're like, all right, so so if, if I'm the mouthpiece for Bruce here, like that's part of the job because yeah. Bruce had some stuff to say. Yeah. Somebody and had to relay it. It's fun. It's it's a fun moment in those in those situations sometimes to be the one that gets it and, and gets it out and starts that conversation. Yeah. Do, do you find like is that, does that excite you when all of a sudden somebody just starts going off and you're like oh that was off uh, my question or for you is it like just part of the job like you that means you did your job 
job well that day. Yeah, there is. There's. I think any uh, person who is in this business would say there's still a still a little bit of a rush you get sure. from knowing you got something good. Yeah, because right? we, we, we know that Zlatan, the way he gets amped up is by absolutely belittling other human beings on the yeah. pitch. <laughs> right, what, what Comparing is that? them to failing car, uh, <laughs> car what? brands. <laughs> what, what, gets, what gets Charles Bohm going? What a disaster for Fiat, man. Fiat did not deserve that shave, man. Fiat's I, like, still pretty good. <laughs> Come on. Perfectly Classic good. Classic brand. Yeah. You know? On a banner. Uh, <laughs> our maintenance record's far better yeah. than this for ours, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. No, but I, I think, uh, yeah, and Zlatan, man, we could do a whole show about the psychology Zlatan. Fiat's like, just like that player's skull, we have crumble zones. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, so yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's fun to be the one that breaks something. That's the, that's the peak, right? Yeah. You got some, some dirt. Yeah. Something that's not out there and you can be the first, like that's fun. (laughs) You know, the, the thing I described with Bruce, like that's a little bit of a right place, right time situation. And it's a, so it's, you know, a little lower level, but it's still great to be, to be part of that because again, we're finally getting to maturity level as a league here where there's, there's subplots, there's characters, there's personalities that people care about. There's games and, and, you know, Zlatan, like we know he crosses lines, right? We know it's not all right for him to like belittle others, to injure others, to, to, to sort of wage a psychological warfare beyond a certain point. But this league has for so long struggled for relevance to, to carve out a place in this really crowded landscape. Right. And to be something that's must see television or destination viewing. That's what it's all about. That's what Atlanta United did that changed the game. That's what, I mean, LAFC are doing it in a different way this year. Zlatan does it on a personal level, you know, being based in DC, I see Rooney, who's not even like, he's not an outspoken guy, but his sheer quality and his, and his track record gets people interested. It makes people care. And that's, that's what makes ratings go up. That's what makes properties, these television properties and these, these sports properties valuable. And that's good for everyone. Even if you don't like the story that's being told, you got to recognize that something you care about matters to more people. And in the long run, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's why. And that's where people like us step in to, you know, talk about all the beef, all the gossip. That's you right. Know? We, no, you, we need y'all. We <laughs> yeah. need y'all. Someone's got to be sassy. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a tad, you know? You know? <laughs> Get it out there. And hasn't the, I mean, the, the, the culture, right? And I know we toss that term around too much, but like the, the culture is, is, is maturing, is growing, is more diverse. There's more f- stuff there for more people. And like y'all are a big part of that. Like Thank that's you. The, the off-field stuff, even if, whatever, whether it's banter, whether it's jokes, cracks, whatever, like that's what we need. And that's what, and honestly, even players and coaches recognize that, you sure. know? That means a lot to us because, like, we're, you know, sometimes we're like, you know, we know we're not the main course, but, like, everybody likes a little dessert. You know what I mean? Like, you watch the game. Don't you want to have something fun that's around the game afterwards? And we hopefully we provide that. Point Uh, is that uh, we're very fattening. Yeah, uh, so. of course. <laughs> and we're going to give you diabetes. <laughs> but we're also sweet. So so you still got that. So you like us, you know? Uh, um, uh, well, uh, you got go another question? No, no. Uh, wrap uh, yeah, up. yeah, no, I do. Um, you know, you've you've worked a while uh, in, in American soccer, and I know you were asked about sort of how far we've come. Looking at events like this, players you get to talk about now, like Slatan Ibrahimovic, starting to get older, but there's also the younger. We're getting to a point where great teams are starting to argue that they're not good enough, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, just a little tidbit about where you think the league will be in, in another five years. We're starting to get some big name coaches. We're starting to get some younger DPs, <laughs> things like that. It's increased so much in the last three years that we've been coming. Where do you think like in five years from now, the league's going to be? So from a real like 50,000 foot viewpoint, I think the expansion 
is reaching a point where like, so we're, we're at 27 right now, right? If right. you count the incoming confirmed expansion teams, they, I think they're going to two more, probably going to 30. I wouldn't be surprised if it goes beyond that to 32. What, what's, what's the logical stopping point? And then at some point is that, that, that starts to get cumbersome in the sense of, um, scheduling and, and logistics of things and, and the competitive aspect of it. You know, when you compare it to 20 team leagues that are sort of maybe the norm yeah. around the world. And this, this, this league has always lived in that funny place between the ma- major American pro sports leagues and the global comparisons yeah. to the, to the, the biggest soccer leagues in the world. So, so I think, you know, we're and the USL and all the interactions of the different levels of the pyramid. There's, I think there's some big picture stuff that's going to happen. And I have no idea, I have no <laughs> idea how they're going to resolve all that in the near term, something a little more closer to the pitch that, that I'm fascinated by is the rise of, of celebrity coaches, right? So we saw Tata came in and just kicked a hole in this league, yeah. changed the game, changed the perception internally, externally, showed what's possible. And now this year, I'm I'm fascinated in, and entertained by what uh, Matias Almeida is doing with, with San Jose Earthquakes. Yeah. Like that guy took, people were ripping on that roster. I mean, people were, even he at the beginning was like, you know, this is going to take years, right? Like people were just so down on that group of players and they bought into this guy's philosophies and are like then Tommy, killing it then Tommy Thompson download Duolingo and everything changed <laughs> everything changed <laughs> he was like I'll order my own burrito thank you very much and here Big we up are Tommy, man. I gotta give him credit because that's he's he's like almost like the, the poster child of that team because super talented kid crazy skills I've always I've loved watching for a while I've been rooting for him and now it's like nobody seemed to get the most out of him it was like a wasted American talent it, it possibly you know that risk and now this one coach like and, and like you could argue like that coaches could be the next designated players, right? Cause oh, yeah. sure. there's We've no, there's no ceiling before, on their yeah. salary, right? Yeah. There's no, like if, if a guy like Almeida is going to come, like why not re- aim higher, aim bigger? Like a, a good coach can be, have a transformative effect. And I think we've had low expectations for our coaches uh, for a long time, but you know, the next coach of Atlanta United, Jose Mourinho. <laughs> <laughs> Love well, that. Well, I'm Love so glad, I, you know, I think uh, uh, a lot of times people are always hesitant to hire a Spanish speaking coach. So I'm, 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 I'm glad us soccer didn't even bother with Tata, right. Yeah. You know, Why? Clearly, don't need them. Clearly wouldn't have worked out. Right? This, yeah. I mean, this, 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 U.S. Mexico subplot now, where the, for at least the next two years, there's going to be these parallel yep. Yep. rivals, and and I know a lot of a lot of American fans are already looking south enviously and, and looking at what Tata has done in a really short amount of time with Mexico, like. Oh yeah, you know, could could be a rough look for the for the decision makers of the federation, but they, I, I, I think, I think it's obvious now, right? Like, it wasn't just about an English speaker; it was an American. Yeah. And the the vocabulary they used when they announced Burhalter, and this is in no way uh, to, to minimize Greg Burhalter's quality as a coach, his abilities, but it was clear that they had that they felt they had to hire an American. I can't relate to that. I just don't I don't think yeah. that's the modern game. But a lot of people do feel that way. A lot of people really sincerely, passionately feel that you need to be able to speak English because that's what the majority of this country speaks to communicate and that we need to have an American because, you know, that's the norm elsewhere, too. Like a lot of countries have this patriotic element and. I, I I don't mess with it. That's my yeah. uh, my angle, but but that's what they chose, and now now we'll all watch it play out. Okay, well, and then we're gonna write about it and talk about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll certainly make fun of it. You know, that's what we'll do. <laughs> um, well, Charles, uh, thank you so much for joining us. I'm glad you you instead of calling in this time, uh, you know, you got to uh, be next to us, and it, it's good to be within you know uh, knee touching, uh, <laughs> so close to his exposed knees. Yeah. Uh, so um, where could where could players secretly follow you? Uh, 
what, what Instagram and what Twitter. <laughs> I'm at C-B-O-E-H-M and... What's my Insta? I'm not, I'm not exactly on so I think well, it's Charles Bohm. MLSsoccer.com. Yeah, MLSsoccer.com. A bunch of other websites. For sure. You post all your links on Seabohm. Yep, that's the Twitter, uh, Twitter handle. So go to Seabohm, check it out. I mean, you know, incredible articles. Great dude. Incredible. And if you find yourself incredible. anywhere near him at a bar, order him an old fashioned. He'll enjoy it. <laughs> that's how you, that's uh, how you get to his heart. That's uh, right. <laughs> uh, Charles, thank you so much for joining us, man. We Pleasure, really appreciate guys. It. Pleasure. Right. Charlie Bohm. Charlie. Chuck. Uh, Charles Boehm, great, great dude. Uh, I'm glad we got to hang out with him in uh, in Orlando. Uh, and yeah, it's just uh, like like we said uh, prior. Uh, make sure you give him a follow at C B O E H M on Twitter. He's uh, that's where he uh, posts a lot of his work. And uh, and and he he just again he does a lot for uh, for American soccer. And uh, uh, so it, it's uh, it, it'd be great if you uh, checked out his work. So, uh, so that's it. An Every- incredible writer, and and lucky lucky that we get to have him as a friend. Exactly. Um, so the uh, so that is it, everyone. Uh, we thank you again for it's listening. Another Gully Squad episode in the books. Exactly. Um, you know, little by little. Uh, you know, we we have to you know always make sure we show love to the people who show love to us, and Gully Squad are the people who do exactly that. So again, if you want to support the show, go to soccercooligans.com slash Gully Squad and uh, and give whatever you like. It truly, truly makes uh, a huge difference, and uh, you'll get access to some fun stuff. So. With that said, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. I am Alexis Guerreros. And together, what are we? Yeah, what are we? The Cooligans! (laughs) All right, you got me there. (laughs) 